Leadership experts like me will tell you that one of the most important skills as you rise up into senior leadership is self-awareness. Yet, most people don't find it so easy to know how they're feeling inside or how others see them. I have one of the less common personalities, especially being neurodiverse on top of that. So it's helped me a lot to get to know myself so that I could feel like I have a place to fit in. And most of my clients feel the same way too. It's so refreshing to take a quiz and see the answers come up and tell you, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just an Enneagram 3 or you're an ENFP. When I combine that one result with all the other ways that I can define myself in this vivid mosaic that gives me a picture of the real me, that me isn't like anybody else. And I can tell you from going through this process with over 100 clients that no two of them are anything like each other. It's one of my favorite things to see. We are all so different as humans, and yet it's sometimes hard to see that. So in this episode, you'll learn the 12 tools of self-awareness, and I'll also share examples of how my clients have used this knowledge to build their confidence and ability to interact with their team members. By the end of the episode, you'll be ready to improve your own self-awareness with this new set of tools. I'm Jill Avey, a career success coach, and this is Sister Smart Leadership, the show that explores how women can rise from director to vice president and beyond by fully leaning into their feminine energy as their biggest advantage. Let's get you one step closer to the recognition and promotion you deserve. It's amazing how little we actually know about ourselves. I mean, we walk around in this body all day, but... How much time have you actually spent getting to know yourself? I feel like most people, it hasn't actually been that too much time. Yet, when we talk about playing to our strengths, like we did in the last episode with Sister Smart Coach Sarah, we have to get to know ourselves better than we do now. How do you do that, though? I love journaling as a way to tap into our inner wisdom. It's a great way to get that quiet voice inside of you out. But the downside of journaling can be that you only know what you know, and it can lead to rumination if we're not careful. So let's talk about how we can know our genius through research-backed tools. So the very first thing to start with is a strengths assessment. We use what's called the strengths profile in our program, and that gives you four categories that I really love. So you have realized strengths. These are the strengths that are the things that you know you're good at, probably. And when you walk into a meeting, everybody knows that that's you. You're the person who's good at those things. These are inherent things that you're going to bring from situation to situation. And you would use these strengths in your personal life, in your work life. These are what people know about you. The unrealized strengths are the things that you're using less of. These are the things that you could you know, bring up a little bit more. So we want to be careful when we're talking about our realized strengths, because the thing about realized strengths is that it's every strength becomes a weakness when we use it too much. It's easy for us to really lean on those things that we know we're good at and overuse them. So what we want to do is we want to use our strengths with caution. <laughs> and so it's the unrealized strengths where you could lean more into those. Those would be the things that you know are kind of up and coming, but it's not your go-to thing that you know you're great at. Then there's also learned behaviors. These are the things that we're good at, but we had to learn how to do them. And it's good to identify these things because they are the things that are going to really zap your energy. And you want to spend as little time as possible in these learned behaviors. Then you get to your weaknesses. I love talking about weaknesses because we all have them. So the strengths profile is a profile of 60 strengths. Nobody's going to have 60 realized strengths. That would be impossible. And it wouldn't even be desirable. So we all have this category of weaknesses that are at the bottom of our list of strengths that are the things that we're just not great at. 
And I want you to celebrate that stuff. I want you to really own those weaknesses because when you do that, you can say, hey, that's not me. This is me, but that's not. And that's not what I'm great at. That's not my zone of brilliance. And so we don't want to fix weaknesses. We're not trying to get our weaknesses over to the strength side and make them strengths. What we want to do is we want to own them and we may need to build scaffolding around them so that they don't become a problem or an Achilles heel for us. So that I totally support. And easy thing that you can do is do the StrengthsFinder 2.0 assessment. It's very popular. The Gallup website is where you can find the StrengthsFinder and anybody can take it. It's wonderful. There's a top 10 and there's a 34. I would pay the extra and do the 34 because then it, you also get to see those weaknesses, those ones you really want to embrace. So with some thought, you can probably figure out which are the middle ones are unrealized and learned. StrengthsFinder doesn't particularly say that and pick those out, but you, but you can figure that out, I think. So that's where you can go with your strengths. Next is the personality assessment. So there are several good personality assessments. You may have done the DISC at work. That's one that we often use in the workplace for teams and things like that. And there's the Enneagram, which the Enneagram is actually the, my favorite assessment because it goes very in-depth into how you are in different situations, in different stress levels and things like that. It's a very interesting personality assessment that I, I think is, has a lot of really usefulness to it. And then there's the Myers-Briggs, which has been around a very long time. It's a little bit controversial in that it wasn't based on science originally. But millions of people have taken the Myers-Briggs now. And I really feel that after this amount of time that we have really shown that the Myers-Briggs does hold a lot of water. I have done the Myers-Briggs with over 100 clients and no one has ever said, this doesn't sound like me. In fact, the opposite, where it's like, yeah, that all rings true. And I love all the tools that are built around Myers-Briggs. There's a book called Do What You Are, which can help you figure out what jobs might be good for this personality type. That's a tool that we use. And I think it's very good at seeing how you are on a personal level versus how you are at work. So I, I personally find the Myers-Briggs very helpful. The one that's really research-backed is the big five. So that's the one that, you know, we know that that has a ton of research behind it. It's very valid. And that's kind of your go-to if you're really looking for research-backed assessment. And I'll put a link in the show notes with a website where you can do any of these personality assessments. The next way that we can get to know our genius is by understanding our saboteurs. This is sort of our shadow side. And it's really important to understand both, you know, the, the bright side and the shadow side of our personalities because, boy, they all show up. <laughs> and so the saboteurs, we use what's called positive intelligence framework for our program. And that was developed by Shirzad Shamin. And it's an incredible framework that really helps people understand the saboteurs in a very simple way. So he's boiled down the saboteurs to 10 universal saboteurs. That way we don't have to figure out which ones are ours. We can just take an assessment and find out what's going on for us. So the universal saboteur, for example, is the judge. This saboteur is the one that's that inner critic voice that tells you like, it's never going to work out. You're not good enough. You're never going to make it. That kind of voice that we all hear. In fact, it's kind of running all day, every day. We have the inner critic. We have the outer critic of criticizing other people. And we also have the 
critic of the environment. So we may be criticizing the environment that we're working in or the company or the world or our society or whatever. So that's an example of the judge saboteur. Saboteurs are built they're created in childhood. So when we're little kids, we don't have a lot of tools to be able to make sense of the world. And so it's a brilliant piece of our psychology that our brains create these saboteurs to help us make sense of the world and help us feel safe. And what they do is they protect our ego. So it helps us to understand that these were originally something that were a protective mechanism for us that helped us get through our childhood and helped us make sense of things that we couldn't make sense of as kids. As adults, they've usually worn out their welcome, shall we say, and they're usually getting in the way more than they're helping. <laughs> so it's good to be able to work with those saboteurs and understand when they're coming up and what we can do is how we can shift the conversation with them and we can have them be more supportive of us and not holding us back because these saboteurs are running in our subconscious all the time. And until we know how to work with them, it's really hard to be catching them when they're holding us back. There can be a lot of negative effect from them if we're not careful. In our program, we also do what's called the PQ boot camp, And that's a six week intensive with the saboteurs that can be really powerful for people. Like one client, she found this so liberating and she was able to do so much more the people pleaser is a is another saboteur and that was her big one and she was always feeling like she was having to do everything for everybody else and to say yes to everything and this really set her free to be able to say mm, this is not right for me it's not what i want to do right now and so i'm going to go ahead and pass and so that's a real powerful thing to be able to do so understanding the saboteurs that's a piece of our makeup and it's a piece of our genius because the saboteurs are based in our strengths and a saboteur is kind of a strength overuse, like we were talking before. And so that can really help us when we understand that when we overuse something, it can actually hold us back. We can still have success with saboteurs, but we'll never have success and happiness at the same time with the saboteurs. So that's the important piece. Next would be the values. So in our program, we use a, a values exercise that it's a three-part exercise, and it starts out with going through your life in three parts. By going back and looking at the different experiences you've had in your life, it can be very informative. In fact, one of our clients in the Sisters in Leadership program just said the other day that she was doing that exercise, and she was able to see a pattern in her life that she'd never seen before. And so these things can really help inform you on how you want to move forward too. The final thing that we do is really looking at your skills and what I call the secret sauce. <laughs> and so. What are the skills that you've built up over your career that you're really good at doing? These are more the tactical things that you do in your job day to day. So what are the skills that you're bringing? What are the skills that you're using when you're at your best? Like, So think about, you know, a project or a job that you've had where everything fell into place and you were just clicking along and your team was clicking and everything was working like a well-oiled machine. What were the skills that you're using at that time? That's going to really help you to understand where that zone of brilliance is for you. And then the secret sauce. What is it about you that makes you uniquely different from anybody else who would be doing the same job that you're doing? What is it that you're bringing to it based on all the stuff we've talked about already? You are going to be different. There is no other person in this whole world that is you. And I can tell you from doing these exercises with over 100 clients that 
no two people are even remotely alike, even if they have the same personality type, even if they do the same job, even if they have the same skills, some of the same values, the rest of the picture won't be anything similar to that other person's picture. It's really interesting how all these things can execute so differently. So you have some secret sauce about you and really understanding that is powerful. It will help you have a bigger voice in meetings. It will help you define your viewpoint. It'll help you write your resume for sure and really help you understand what it is that you're bringing to your job and to leadership as well. So that's how you can find your zone of brilliance. I would like to suggest three shifts for you when you're working with your zone of brilliance. The first thing I would like for you to do is go take a personality assessment at truity.com. They have a bunch of free assessments there for you, and you can choose which one you like to take. Would you like the DISC, the Enneagram, the Myers-Briggs, or the Big Five? They're all there on that website, and so you can choose which one's right for you. Next, I'd like for you to go to positiveintelligence.com and take the saboteur assessment. They have a really great explanation for each of the saboteurs, and so you can learn a lot by that. You can also read the book Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin. And finally, take the Strengths Finder 2.0. Do that full 34. It's really informative to go ahead and do the full 34. But if you're not feeling like you want to invest the money in that, you can just do the top 10. So I would love to hear from you in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. Which one will you start with? Will you do the strengths? Will you do the personality, the saboteurs? Will you do values? Or are you going to define your secret sauce? Let me know in the comments. I would love for you to pick one assessment and go do it. Go take some time and read through your results and reflect on each thing and how that comes up in your life and really start to incorporate that information into how you understand yourself. So if you would like to dive deeper into women's leadership and how to move up in your career, subscribe either on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm on a mission to help more women get into leadership and stay there. If that's aligned with you, I'd love to have you be part of this community and tune into more episodes on Sister Smart Leadership. We'll support you in becoming the leader you want to be. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. If you're ready to fully lean into your feminine leadership and get promoted from director to vice president and beyond, hit that subscribe button so you'll get all the episodes to come. And check out the recommended video here to see how women are rising up without playing by the old rules that built these male-dominated industries and systems. If you're seeing just how differently women lead and how by doing so, women leaders can gain influence, restore balance, and earn the recognition and promotions they deserve, I would love it if you left a rating and review. I read each one and these reviews make it possible for me to reach more women leaders like you so they can rise up as far as they'd like without getting stuck.